This episode of the AT Tips Cast is sponsored by the Practical and Fun Guide to Assistive Technology in Public Schools. Pirates, monsters, monkeys, and more keep you engaged as you learn tips, strategies, and insights that will help improve your assistive technology program. From setting up a stellar team to conducting consultations and evaluations, and from implementation to assessing success, this guide presents detailed advice to provide AT services that effectively and efficiently help all students. You can learn more about the book with the orange cover from the website www.isti.org slash chewat. That's isti.org slash chewat. And you can continue the experience online by connecting with other readers by liking the book on Facebook. Go to bit.ly slash atbookfb. That's bit.ly slash atbookfb and become part of the community that's having fun being practical. Hi, I'm Rochelle Hamilton. And I'm Cindy Carmina. We're from Prince William County. And you're listening to AT Tips Cast. Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode number 69, recorded on February 7th, 2011. I hope you've been digging the last few episodes of the AT Tips Cast that have featured audio recordings of live events because, well, I've got quite the backlog of live events to get to, and they're all from a variety of different places. This week's episode is no exception as it features another live event from the Technology Conference that occurred back in November of 2010. During the conference, I once again presented a session on alternative professional development. You might remember that there's already an AT Tips Cast episode with that same title. Yeah, that's true, but these aren't canned, static, do it the same way over and over and over and over again type of presentations. Each presentation is alive, where the audience, the participants, determine the content and what's discussed. If you were to listen to both alternative professional development episodes back-to-back, sure, you'd hear some similarities, but I think you'd agree that each is unique based on the captured conversations and the strategies shared by the participants, which, of course, as you're about to hear, I turned into AT tips. So I hope you enjoy Alternative Professional Development at Technology 2010. Okay, um, when I say I get started, what I really mean is we get started. Because here's the thing that drives me nuts about these sorts of conferences, right? Um, you come to a conference, and here we are, especially in this day and age of Web 2.0 and social networking and all that kind of stuff. And all of that is about collaboration and connecting with people, right? So you come to a conference like this, and you sit in the session, and you just watch somebody talk for an hour. If I wanted to do that, I could watch the videos at home, or I could listen to a podcast, or I could do some sort of other thing. In a situation like this, let's chat. Let's get together and talk about what's working and what's not working, and move forward together, because that's what this conference should be about. So all these sessions should be about is about sharing what's working, right? Now, I have a little incentive for you. As you participate, if you, uh, you know, throw out your, your experiences and your ideas as we talk through these, you're going to earn one of these little tickets, okay? It's not really a ticket. You don't turn it back in for anything. But I have fabulous prizes right here in the box, okay? What's in the box? I don't know. Fabulous prizes. Fabulous prizes. Let me look. It's good stuff. 
That's particularly good right there. You were going to want to want it. So, so more participation, the better. I also need somebody to tell me at, when I have 20 minutes left. Because at the 20-minute mark, I will, do, I will switch over to a little bit more of lecture to make sure I get all the thoughts out so that you can walk away with, you know, so it's like a balance. You know what I mean? You got it for me? Great. And so, so that's 10 minutes and 5 minutes, and you're 20 minutes. Okay. How time are we supposed to end? 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Okay. Um, also, um, you should know that I, uh, last minute, Audible, uh, two nights ago, I had, I've done this presentation a handful of times, had it all in a PowerPoint, right? And I said, not bringing the big monster laptop. I'm not carrying it around all day. I like to you know, go to the sessions and flip up and start typing. And I'm not, just not carrying around all day. So I brought my wife's netbook, which doesn't have PowerPoint on it. So when I bring the PowerPoint over, it goes to OpenOffice. Are you familiar with OpenOffice? Everyone knows? OK, if you don't know, I'll just say, OpenOffice is like a free version. It's open source. So you can go and download it right now, and you can have, uh, it's kind of like a, a version of Microsoft Word, a version of PowerPoint, a version of Excel, all that kind of stuff, for free. A lot of school systems are going that way because free, free stuff. So, um, so anyway, I had to do all these sorts of conversions. It's the first time ever I'm going to be running this from the netbook, one, two, in open office. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, so alternative professional development. Oh, by the way, my name is Chris, and I'm from Loudoun County Public Schools. I'm an assistive technology trainer there. been doing it for, I don't know, 800 years or whatever. wrote a book called The Practical and Fun Guide to Assistive Technology. I'm going to pass that around. You, you guys have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can flip through it. And uh, that's what the little flyer is for. It's, it reminds you where you can buy the book. So little us get the sales. Oh, that's not what's out. in the box? No, there's other stuff in the box. Even, well, not as good as the book, but it's good. <laughs> um, okay, so alternative professional development. You all, you all saw the little scripts. You looked through all the things that were in the handout, you know, the, this, this jobber, right? Why'd you pick this? Why'd you come here? Because I hate some of the professional developments that we do. You hate some of the professional developments you do, okay? Thank you. Like what? What is your... What, like, like because people, they just go through a PowerPoint and there's like no color on it and they just, they just it's not interactive. It's just not interactive, okay? Yes. So it's just straightforward. I thought it was your personality. I was headed for a beauty thing. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed when you made it. That's what I aim for. So we'll see by the end, though. You might. <laughs> yes? We all need better ways to learn and keep learning. We all need better ways to learn and keep learning. That's absolutely true. Yes? We need to get other people to come to our profession. So that sounds like an issue that we're having. People not coming to professional development workshops. Is that accurate? And finding the time to spend time. 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 Um, all right. Well, since we're jumping right there. Oh, audacity. Well, by the way, I'm recording this session. Because I do a podcast called the AT Tips Cast. It's out for free on the web. We'll talk about that later. But um, you can Google it, AT Tips Cast. And if, if there's some good information shared here today, then I'll put it up as a podcast. But why not record it in this way? We have it if, we, if I want to throw it up there. Okay, so um, let me jump to, I need a volunteer. Great, come on up. Come on in, you're not too late at all. There's plenty of room. So you get to. What am I doing? I'm sitting here. Uh, you sit here, and what you're going to do is, what content are we doing? 
what are we doing? What kind of profession development are we doing in our different districts? Okay, and if people shout out what they're what they're presenting, you're going to type it in. Okay, and together, collaboratively, we will build this PowerPoint together, or this open office impress document, it's called. So you got to figure it out. You got to figure out how to do the text and everything. You should be able to just click in there and then, and then the cursor will pop up or whatever. Here's the text box if you really struggle. And again, first time running off this netbook, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, so we'll get to the issue. How are you? Right? Okay. Um, you just erase that. Can I get a different bummer here? <laughs> No, no, no. So if you start with up technology. There you go. There's the cursor. Oh, okay. Now you can just start typing. Um, and I, don't worry about the formatting. I can fix all that later. Yeah. Recording it. I'm recording the audio. So. I feel like I'm in court. Like the stenographer. No one is staring at you. Don't worry about it. Okay. You're doing professional development out in your school. What are you presenting on? Boardmaker. Boardmaker. Uh, strategies to help students with autism. AT devices. AT devices. AT considerations. Considerations. Okay. All three programs. Oh, say that again. All three programs. Authoring programs. What do you mean by that? Classroom suite, board maker, PowerPoint, class, choose it, switch it. Okay. Yes. Three online tools. Free online tools. Okay, so let's stop there for a second and put those into two separate categories. Because in my mind, those things fall into two separate categories, and I wonder if they fall into two separate categories in your mind. Boardmaker, is it everywhere? Do you have it on every single computer yeah. across your district? No. No. Classroom no. uh, suite, switch it, that kind of stuff. No. A little bit more universal, but not everywhere. Okay, but Web 2.0 tools? Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, you said considering considerations. So that's, so that's everywhere. And that's something that every well, every special ed teacher needs to know. So when I say these things go into two categories, it's the big category of something everybody, and then the smaller category of these are certain pockets of teachers that need this information. Both fall under the umbrella of training, right? Um, so for the purposes of today, or training and professional development, for the purposes of today, let's talk about workshops and we put it on a more global scale, meaning, um, let's say, training and professional development. Training is, um, I've put a device like board maker, we call that a device, or uh, pencil grip. i put a pencil grip in this teacher's classroom. Whatever the device is, doesn't matter. And now I've trained them how to use it. That's training. Okay? And that, to me, is one issue. And then on the other side, we have professional development, which might be more... Global, you know, more. You still might be doing two or three or a handful of teachers that are doing board makers, so you bring them together for training. But maybe the Web 2.0 tools. So, is that what other content are you are you doing? Read out loud. Read out loud. Do you have that universally? Theoretically. Potentially. Any student can check it out. Right, right. That's how it is in our district too. Okay, let's jump to the. Uh, Thank you so much for doing this. You're done. You're done. We're going to move to the next slide. By the way, I like doing, I know that you can in PowerPoint anyway, you can type right on the slide if you're setting that up. But I like going in this, you're doing with students or teachers, because then they can see 
what's coming up next. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, how many PowerPoint slides is this? You can set it up so you can see how many PowerPoint slides. Um, all right, who's my next volunteer? Great, come on up. Let's talk about since. Um, let's talk if you can get this slide I'm trying to get to, but have patience with it. It's, it's my wife's laptop, and she messed it all up, I'm sure, sabotaging me. This one? Yeah, that's the slide. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what are the problems we are having? I heard you say earlier, time? Time. <laughs> time, what do you mean by time? Um, well, time to, to schedule it, because there's so many trainings we're supposed to go to, so. So, when do you schedule? When do you do professional development? So you actually set up like a time, like I'm going to come at lunch every Tuesday, and you'll know that I'll be there from 12 to 2 or whatever. No. That week. Okay, so how do you? A couple times a year. A couple times a year. So you might have a day that said, okay, this is our professional development day. Does that happen in all the different counties? How does yeah. It? Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes. Yes. Then they do a few after school things. So. And a few after school things. And that's how we do it in Loudoun, too. Um, we have three days of professional development at the beginning of the school year. Oh, it's great. Because all the teachers get all the professional development all at once. And then they don't need professional development the rest of the year. Perfect setup. So heavily, heavy on the sarcasm. Is that how do you have, or is it throughout the year? We have once a month, we have a professional development after school. Then we have at the beginning of the school year. And then every time the children are out for a day, we have all day staff development. Uh-huh. So how many days is that throughout the? Too many. Too, you have too many professional <laughs> Let's talk about the after-school workshops. Okay, so yeah. you said you do this. Who, how many, who else does it? You do after-school workshops? After school? We do, but if you want paraeducators to come or the teacher assistants to come, they're not getting paid for that time. Uh -huh. So it's like, how do you, I've they got don't. a new switch in. I want to teach folks how to they use don't come. it. But they've got kids back to back to back to back to back all day. and. So you can't get the paraeducators out of the classroom because they're working with students. And they don't get paid after school, so that's another problem. What about your teachers? Do they get paid to come after school? Their day is a little bit longer, so, but usually they're busy doing school. They're stressed because they have too many things to do, or it's not a topic that they're going to be able to fully integrate into their classroom. So they get research. Certification points. So there's a there's a there's a value. So there's a, some incentive there in, in that. Uh, so that could go under a future slide of solutions. Is that there's an incentive of relicensure points, which isn't everyone. Every teacher needs that. And they need it. What 180 relicensure five every five years, yeah. right? I, we had a half day, and our paraprofessionals had to stay for the whole day. And I bothered my principal so much to have a meeting with the paraprofessionals. He gave me 30 minutes. 30 minutes of the perfect. Wow, they buckled. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here at Virginia Beach, we have a schedule that's made up for the entire year, and everyone has to do a mandatory 20, 22 hours of PDPs. They can do them any time during the year following what's in the book, and I want to say there are several hundred classes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So who does the classes? Who well, presents them? We're pinged on about in January. What are you going to present? Or an uh, administrator will say, we need them on this. We can create whatever we want or we get the idea of this is what we need, and then we can determine, do we want it at the Summer Institute, 
or do we want it just during the school year, or do we want it both times? Do we want it offered once, twice, three times? Usually after school, um, because in order to get your PDP cert points, it can't be during the work. Can't day. be during work hours. So it's rarely on um, staff days. So do you get good attendance that way? I mean, that sounds like a good solution to me, but is it in That's theory? That's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, we, we get a lot of people signing up. They usually, certain classes and certain presenters are like sold out, so to speak. But what happens is they're so locked and loaded on getting the traditional PowerPoint. And if they don't get the exact handout, and they will not think outside the box. And if they won't think this way, then in the classroom, they're not going to think outside the box. Right. So, that's what so if they come and they get lecture, then they're going to go back to the classroom and lecture. They're going to check off, I got a two-hour lecture, I got a three-hour lecture. Right. And I, sat, I, put my, I sat my butt in the chair, and yeah. I sat there for two I hours. Two-hour hour butt. Yep. Right, right, right. I taught one last night that the class has been booked full for the whole, whole year. I mean, no one's been able to get into it. People have asked to get into it. 30 people were supposed to be there, and it's the day before holiday. 18 people came. Aha! <laughs> so, so I'm hearing that as another problem, which is you get a lot of teachers to sign up and very few to show up. Yep. Right? And then we found the same thing in Loudoun. Here's a little story. Um, as an assistive technology team, we thought the same thing. We're going to sit down at the end of the school year, and we used to do this. We'd say, what do teachers need to know? What have we seen out in our classrooms when we go out and visit our teachers? What do they need to know? Well, we could show them PowerPoint and uh, Wonders of Word and Web 2.0 tools. And we could show them all this stuff. And we'd come up with uh, one of our workshops was called Dare Be Gold in Dem Dare Dells. We, we, we got Dell computers. They're gold in the Dells. Yeah. Of course, it's mandatory. You have to have a catchy name for your yes. workshop. Um, so, you, uh, so we would do these workshops. And we would spend all this time setting up, you know, getting our handouts, uh, going around to teachers, advertising it. And just like you said, we get tons of people signing up on our, we have My Learning Plan is the website where teachers, I don't know which, you might have different portals that you sign up for, but sign up and then the date would come and they would not show up. And for many reasons, right? I mean, soccer practice, you know, my kid got sick, it's a beautiful day, you know, whatever, right? Teachers have lives outside of school. You I can understand why they're not showing up sometimes. I wish they would drop it or let us know because you're putting in all that time and effort for someone that's not going to come. Or um, so we've changed our approach, and now what we do is we do. Uh, so and, and by the way, we were doing lots of workshops. You know, that was a lot of time on our on our part. So we've changed our approach in lot. We do now is we do it on a reactive basis, meaning we're not offering any workshops. You go to my learning plan, you only see maybe one or two assistive technology workshops. Nothing that we've planned ahead of time. It's based on, we tell the special, we, we go out and tell the special ed contacts, all the, the assistant principals, that's how it works in our school district. The assistant principals, all the teachers, we are not doing professional, professional development workshops unless you call us. You have school improvement plans? Yes. What's one of the goals of your school improvement plan? Could be different for every school, right? Because the schools are coming up with individual plans. Mm -hmm. So maybe one school might be writing. Writing, exactly. We're a resource for you for writing. Call us up. We'll come out and we'll do a two-hour workshop in your school for different writing tools that are Web 2.0, that are Microsoft Word, that are PowerPoint, that are things that are available in your school right now. You don't need uh, an evaluation. You don't need anything other than us coming there and showing you that they exist. And we'll help you with writing. What's another school improvement plan goal? Math. Special education math. Math, exactly. So we come out and do a two-hour workshop on math using math tools. Again, things you could do with Equation Editor and Microsoft Word and, you know, 
that kind of stuff. So what that has um, resulted in for Loudon is much less professional development workshops. If our number has gone way down and our attendance has gone way up because it's at the teacher's school um, and they didn't have to travel. All right, let's, let's talk about more problems. Oh, yes. I was going to say, plus it's what people need. A lot of times we go to these you know, professional development and it doesn't have anything to do with special education or the paraprofessionals or, or whomever. You're just sitting there. It ties right back into what the teachers need, need to know, exactly. And the school improvement plan is not the only way we do it. If we notice that there's a handful of teachers that are all, or if we tell them, look, communication is an issue in your school. And you guys know it. You're, you're sitting at lunch talking about how I can't get Johnny to blah, blah, blah. Or, or we come in and we see in the school. That's another way we have people initiate. It's not just school improvement plan. But yes? I was just going to say, um, I'm an ITRT, so most of my trainings are technologically sound. And um, what I do at my school, my one school I'm assigned to, is at the end of the year, I send out Survey Monkey. And I say, you know, four questions. That's all it takes. It takes five minutes to do the survey. The name, the grade level, here's a list of all the software, hardware we have in our school. What do you want training on? Check all that apply. The cool thing with Survey Monkey is, is that it retains all that data. And so you have it in a graph format, but you also have an individualized report you can print out per teacher. So I know right now the 40% of my staff wants training on Notebook 10, which goes with the smart board. But not just that, I know exactly what teachers want that training. Uh-huh. So when I give that training and only two people show up because there's writing book club that they have to go to or they've got um, a school improvement meeting they have to go to, at least I know which teachers wanted that training. And then I put all of my notes either on the wiki or I put it on our Blackboard site and I send an email directly to those teachers. I'm sorry you couldn't attend. Here are the resources. Let me know if you need additional training. And that, even though only two people showed up, I still feel validated of all the work I put in because I know that I've done everything I can to kind of fill their cup based on their request. And then I let it go. Based on the request. And something I thought I heard you say is how many questions was in that survey? Oh, four. Four. And I even tell them the first two is your name and your grade. So if you can handle those two questions, the last two is truly what do you want. So you've, what you've done really is that you've minimized the time element in finding out what they need. So, um, okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, What are other problems? I know, like, where we work at a trade school, so we have, we don't just have kids who have autism. We just don't have, I mean, we have kids that are in law, we have kids who are autistic, we have kids who can't read. A smattering of disabilities. Yeah. Yeah, like a public school. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we need kids, but most kids are with the same kids. I have 57 kids on my case with myself. Uh-huh. I have a kid who's MR. I have a kid who's a senior degree at a second grade level. I have, you know, so it's you can't just go to one training and learn. And we get different kids than most people deal with. The kids on my caseload are already in collab classes. They're not. Well, now I would say maybe a little bit of um. It depends on what the content is being presented. So if you're talking about writing tools, a lot of those strategies will go across disability. Do you know what I mean? Um, where if you're talking about specific ABA therapy, well, then maybe that applies to, to something more specific. But depending on the tool, right, I mean, you could apply, like, for instance, one of the things that we've been finding is that we have an ESL teacher, right, or ELL teacher, and wow, look at the strategies they use to teach ELL. Very similar to the strategies you teach for language. So let's get them involved and start working with them and seeing if they'd like to collaborate with us in doing a professional development workshop or something like that. Is that right? Because the strategies are, in some cases, 
universal, depending on what the strategy is. Other problems? When I had the trainings, and I mean, you know, a couple cannot make it to the training, and they come and they beg you, well, you at least show me what you're doing. So you're reteaching that to individual people, so it's like they're having all these individual training sessions. Mm -hmm. Which is more time for you. So when you have a room full of 20 people and you're showing something, you're getting 20 people. But if you're showing one person, then that's the same amount of time for that one person. Exactly. Ah, that is a problem. If, if only, if only you could, what? Videos, yeah. Videos? Uh, well, let's come back to videos for a second. Having your presenters keep up to date. Your, wait, say that again? Presenters need to oh. be ahead of the students. And things expand so quickly, sometimes that's difficult. That's true. Your presenters do need to know the content, and they can't be stuck in the same content they've been doing for the last five years. Um, uh, yeah, that's very true. It's another problem. We, we had some, we, my school division implemented all these new technology, you know, these things that involve technology, like new programs on the computer, new programs for the Promethean boards. So we would go into the computer labs, and they had all the teachers in there, but there were so many people, it almost became counterproductive because people were playing around, people were talking, and then you could not hear what the person, what, what did you say? And it was, it was huh? like, it was too much. It was right. actually too much going on. So another problem would be organized. Well, I mean, I don't know how, how you... Well, that's her, that's her problem. It, it was too many. There were too many people. It was too many people in the room. And, and so, like, then there were people with language arts questions or people with social studies questions, and it would have been better, I think, to break it down. Into different areas. Yeah. People at different technology levels, too. That's often... Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's move into some solutions, because I hear videos and solutions. I hear breaking it down. And thank you very much for, for typing all the problems. The next one... I don't know what else to put on there. I had something else, but then. That's okay. Um, who wants to come up and do the next slide? Don't worry, I won't pick on you, I promise. Excellent, thank you. Um, let me show you this one picture real quick. If it comes up. I caught this picture out on... Um, is your internet the slowest when you need it the most? I just saw this billboard and I took a picture of it because it reminded me of uh, where we're going to go with problems is that that uh, internet connection, teachers don't necessarily have an internet connection at home. Um, would you agree with that statement or disagree? Yeah, disagree? Most teachers do have internet at home? You think so? It depends on where you're at. It depends on where you're at. If you're in a very rural area, you might not have it. Exactly. Right? In Loudoun County, we have teachers that do not have high-speed internet access at home. They might have dial-up, not because they don't want it. They could, they could get it. They could afford it. The infrastructure is not there. The only choice they have would be satellite, which is like $70 a month or something like that, which is not really a choice in Loudoun. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I'd make the analogy with um, internet at home, and that's why I see this picture here, is that Right? When you're presenting to uh, students about differentiating instruction, you're presenting to teachers about differentiating instruction. Right? If you do it one way, you know you're leaving out the segment of population, maybe the segment of, I'm making a pie chart in my head, do you all see it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're leaving out this segment of the population if you don't differentiate instruction. Same thing when we're, when we're providing professional development, is that if you think your web-based solution will meet all this te teacher's needs because Everyone has internet at home. You're leaving out a segment of the population because they don't have it at home, uh, necessarily. 
Okay, solutions. Let's get into the solutions. I heard videos. Let's talk videos first. Tell me about videos. Okay. Instead of me repeating it, you know, a dozen times, we can just record either do, you know, do screenshots. The recording's even smart software, and then post those in the teacher shared folder. Because I'm just going to be starting a standing room only in my office. It's small, but I have a smart board, so teachers can come out and arrange in certain days. The first one's going to be just little management skills. But I'm also putting the cheat sheets and a couple little things in the teacher shared folder so if they can't run into my office for a few minutes, they can, you know, go to the cheat sheets. Gotcha. And so, how does it work out for you? <laughs> We're just kicking it off. For our first time, it wasn't that many, but it was also around the report time. Right, so you're just starting it. Yeah, yeah. So the videos yeah, are trying to get two types. There's a video type where you're filming maybe you presenting something, and then there's the screen capture. I, I prefer the screen capture. I like the video. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing the editing. Uh, yeah, it, I do more or less what the, they would be doing on the screen mm -hmm. rather than me standing up there and And how long are the videos? Just a couple minutes. I, I, the smaller the chunk, you know, then they can, okay, I want to know how to, you know, just do, um, you know, get up some of the tools, like the timer, put the timer up. So they can just look at it. Quick couple seconds, you know, go into this, this, and this. I think that's solution Not number one. Solution number one is definitely, sure, yeah, if you can just go to the next step. Um, is short videos. If you've done anything, my rule is eight minutes or seven Seven is enough, eight is enough, somewhere in that rule, somewhere in that world. If your video is over seven or eight minutes, it's too long. People won't watch it. There's this very obscure website, you probably haven't heard of it, um, called YouTube. <laughs> the reason that's so popular is that the videos are short. It's not 40 minutes of blah, 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 right? It's two, three minutes. You can watch that. Teachers can segment out three, two or three minutes. The other thing about videos, they can't be... Boring. If they're boring, no one will watch them. You need to make it fun. Right? Or the more fun, the more chance you have of, of in, engaging that person. So the screen captures, you know, put something in the background, whatever. You, how, do you, how do you screen capture? What tools do you use to do that? Let's talk about that. Snag it, Jing. Cam Studio. Throw them out. Camtasia Studio. Smart Recorder. Smart Recorder. Promethean has a recorder too if you have Promethean boards. Okay. What was it? Captivate. Captivate. Mm -hmm. Is that a, is that a what? Adobe Captivate, right, yes, okay. <laughs> All right, so just very quickly, Jing is free, but it's a download, so you have to install it on your computer, so you could use Jing. Uh, what was the other free one that I heard? I snag it. Snag it, oh, okay, so Jing is the only free one. Snag it and Camtasia Studio are not free. They're both from a website called TechSmith, you have to pay for them. The best thing about Camtasia Studio, there is a free version of it that I'm using. You use it free? Yeah. <laughs> That's Jim. Camtasia's Jim. No, it's Cam Studio. All right. Camtasia Studio has built-in captioning, which a lot of the others don't. So again, if you're going to try and be universal and you want to, to promote that, Camtasia Studio, it's not a free program, but if you're doing those screen captures, you can put in captions. It doesn't, doesn't analyze your voice and put it in for you, but if you have a text, um, you can do that. And Jing does that too? Great. Okay, I didn't know that. And that's free. I did not know that you could put captions in Jing. All right, see? Great. Um, okay. 
So then you put it on the shared drive, right? And they can all access it at school, but not at home necessarily. Unless it's on Blackboard. Unless you put it on Blackboard, okay? And then we run into the issue of those teachers that don't have necessarily at home, okay? Um, oh, one other tool, Screen Jelly is another free, free one, and it's web-based, so you don't need to install. So ScreenJelly.com. Um, screen Toaster is another one, so you might like that one. Um, those are, there's some limitations to those, is that you're only, you only have, can do like three minutes, but that should be plenty. Right, so if, you if you've never done any of these, what would be like one to start with? I would start with Screen Jelly. Screen Jelly, because it's web-based. Some of those other tools, like Jing, or they're going to be more robust, but they're not web-based. So you have to do an install, and like at our school, you don't, you know, unless you have your own laptop, you can't install. Yeah, right? You don't have install privileges. Right. Web-based then. Screen jab. Um, okay, so that's videos. Um, what's the other issue with videos? It's the teacher that, okay, I'm going to click on the video. <gasps> buffering, buffering, mm -hmm. click, click, stop, with buffering. Oh, no, what do I do? doesn't work, forget it, right? And we run into that issue all the time, yes? Yes, so. The other issue is, I know whenever I'm doing web design, I have one laptop that has my tutorials, you know, okay, now I do this, and then I have the laptop here that I'm actually doing the designing. So if teachers are watching the video, they can't be doing it at the same time. Gotcha. So that's why I leave the cheat sheets too. So you have to, so now you have the cheat sheet video, and hmm, let's think about that for a second. You have a cheat sheet for those styles, right? You have a video for the people that like to watch video. You have both if people want to watch both. That sounds like multiple means of representation. representation. Exactly. So now you're taking the principles of universal design and you're applying it to your adult learners. The same things that you're showing your, your, uh, the students. Exactly. You're trying to teach the teachers to do for students. So cool. Uh, other solutions. For the time issue, let's, let's jump on time. How else do we get people to come after school? We talked about one was to um, have it based on their needs. Other time, other ways to combat time? Or cool tricks you've used to get teachers to come to your workshops? Yes. Yeah, I've had punch cards, like you would do anywhere else, where every time they come, they, get, they do the punch card to punch the card, and then when they fill out their card, they get whatever. And I work out a deal with my principal that if they fill out the punch card, they get a free jeans pass for the day, or they get to leave early one day, or something like that. So it doesn't cost any money, but it's motivating. I love that idea of the jeans. I've seen, um, I've seen well, I love the idea of the punch card, too. <laughs> I'm leaving that out. But the jeans, specifically, because, um, okay, you get to wear jeans on Tuesday. Because you went to the workshop on Monday, you get to wear jeans on Tuesday, and then people are... Why is that, you know, a teacher talk, right? Yeah. Hey, why does someone have that jeans on? Because she went to the workshop. Oh, she went to the jeans workshop. And now you've got some buzz going on about your workshop. Um, cool, very cool. I love the punch card idea. What is their a reward? What is their reward? They fill up their punch card, and what do they get? They get their little coupon, that they, and they can use it whatever day they want. So if they don't want to use it, I mean, if they want to save it for a day when they're running late, or they want to save it for a day when they don't want to do bus duty or whatever, they, you know, turn it in, and then... That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Anyone else? Another, you had one? Well, we just had, like, to cut, because people come like, eh. we did a top ten list. Top ten list of what? It was, it, we did a, the four, no, we, we had this article, the four no's, K-N-O-W-S, of collaboration, and so we, we did a presentation on collaboration. We did the top ten 
reasons why special, I forget what special educations are, teachers are, whatever. We did like, you know, one of them was like they have to know their ABCs, their SLDs, their OHR, you know, we, so we went through different things that happen, you know. So a teacher can look so, at that top 10 list and say, yep, know it, know it, know yeah. what's this, I need to know more. But it, it was really more like a catch to kind of get them, okay, it's maybe not going to be you're just going through a PowerPoint kind of a thing. Right, cool, very cool, these are great ideas. Keep them coming. What else have you done? We had games. Games. We, used Jeopardy, we did a Jeopardy presentation. If it works for the students, then why not for the teachers? Absolutely. Like a scavenger hunt could be one. Or consideration is just boring. It's boring. <laughs> right. So if you split up the room and this side does, um, you, you you compete against sides or something. You have the the PowerPoint, the Jeopardy template, or something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. We also send it out too and have our um, person at the school do it so that they can incorporate it when they have the time instead of having a schedule with us when we can come out. When you say us and your person at the school, define those. Our, our AT ambassador. At each school, we have a person who's kind of their school rep. Ah, okay. AT. So we go to them, and then they take it to their staff. Aha, so there's a kind of a way. That's, that's a whole other strategy of duplicating yourself is that you pick a teacher at the school and maybe make them the go-to person right. before they contact you if you're an assistant technology team right. outside. That's awesome. So we send it out. We say, you take care of this. If you need help, call us. We'll come do it. Right. So. Right. And then we're talking about trying to survey them to see who's actually done it. Right. Put their name and special address letter to try and get them to very cool. So they'll be acknowledged if you're not doing it. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. We did one recently. It was like incorporating math into other content areas. So they like divided every teacher. We were on teams. And then each team had like a packet of math people. And so you had to pick one and then you had to highlight them. And then you had costumes and you had to dress up and you had to present like these people. But they were actually at the same time what we were doing. Then you could take back and actually use it in the classroom. Which that, that was so it's actually implementation. Yeah. And you're centering it around a concept of math. So let's talk about that for a second. This is um, a slide later on in the, in the PowerPoint. But it's, what I'm hearing you say is kind of like building a little community for these teachers. That you're all struggling with math or you all have this common um, goal of math. Mm -hmm. right? We'll do a workshop presented on math. And then maybe with some sort of follow-up activity, Blackboard, you said you put stuff up on Blackboard or whatever. There's discussion boards on Blackboard. Everyone know what Blackboard is? I'm just saying that like that's universal. Your Moodle is another one. It's some sort of online learning zone where you put stuff. Um, you could build a community with those teachers so that they can start working with each other and skipping us. But it was fun. It's fun. It, it wasn't just sitting there. We got up and we moved around and we did stuff. So, so you have to move around. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. It's got to be part of the. Well, I mean, unless you're it helps. here now, because then you're just sitting watching me. But <laughs> it helps, right? Especially if you're talking about like kinesthetic learners, and if I'm lecturing you about kinesthetic learners, then. Um, okay, so let me tell you some of the things Loudon has done, and see if this is something you can do in your district. That's what's, what's in the box. Then you're done. Thank you. Okay. So the first thing we've done to help combat the time and the tech skills is this right here. This is a, you know what it is? CD, CD right? And you put this in your computer. Car. 
Your car. What's the one time that every teacher has? Commute. Everyone commutes. So you're not going to listen to that in the car, right? Unless it's super fun. You don't have a CD player in the car? Okay. So that high, there's a very small sliver of people who don't have the CD player in their car. But by putting, by putting audio on, onto a CD, okay, you've eliminated, what this is is a podcast. It's called the AT Tips Cast. And the AT Tips Cast is a podcast uh, done by an extremely handsome man. <laughs> this awesome voice, very smooth. Um, uh, some of me. Um, and what it is is every episode is uh, different ways to differentiate instruction using either free tools or commonly found tools uh, in your school. So like Microsoft Word or PowerPoint or things like that that almost everybody has. Um, or web-based tools, web, web 2.0 tools, stuff like that. Um, and low-tech stuff too. The, the, I'm up to episode 65. Episode 64 was using popsicle sticks to make spaces between writing, you know? So every episode, usually between um, five to 10 minutes in length, so not too long, and it's still button in the chair, but you're driving, so you're taking advantage of the time that teachers have, which is the commute, if you have a CD player in your car, which most teachers do. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing it does, it removes the technology quotient, the technology competency Right? My 190-year-old grandmother can put a CD into the CD player. So you don't have to, what's an iPod? What's a podcast? Do I need to have an iPod to listen to a podcast? All those questions go away because you burn it to CD. Okay? Um, the uh, AT Tips cast is, uh, like I said, you could Google it and you can download the episodes. And I have already um, segmented out, because the, the big question is, when we pitch this idea to our staff development guy, uh, we, he said, we want to burn podcasts to CDs and let teachers listen to them. And he said, oh, that's great. So how's it going to work? And this is how it's going to work. Teachers are going to go on to my learning plan. They're going to sign up for it. They're going to send us the... Um, we're going to see... Every Monday, we're going to send them... Uh, you know, back on Mondays, we're going to check who signed up all week. Then we're going to take this, and we're going to put it in our little pony system, our inter-mailing system. We're going to give it out to any teacher in the county that wants it. They can keep it as long as they want, just like Netflix. So you keep it as long as you want. They listen to it in their car, and then they send it back. Well, Chris, how are you going to prove that they actually got something out of it? How do you know that they even listened to it? When there's butt-in-the-chair workshops, you know they're there. They sat there for their two hours, they did their due diligence, and then they left. How do you know that they are actually doing their due diligence? So put together a question booklet. Every episode has five um, five questions. All easy questions if you listen to the episode. It's all for free. I just look at her face. She's like, well, how much does it cost? It's free. The whole thing is free. You go up onto the AT Tipscast website. You can download these in PDF, print, cut them out, put them in sleeves, and you've got it. You've got workshops ready to go. Um, so all the time you're putting together your own workshop, you can be using this content. Question. Do you have any yet? I'm just thinking here. I'm thinking Well, every episode is based on just a tool or a strategy or a concept, you know, writing or something. So many of them might be quickly adapted to it. Exactly. Here, listen to this. And, and I do know there's, um, there's some teachers that will say, you know, and we include it in our reports. So we've written a report to give to a, an IEP team, and here are the episodes to listen to that are talking about these tools, you know. 
Um, so, so, so for instance, read please. Are you familiar with read please? It's a free text-to-speech tool. If you're not familiar, there's an episode about read please. If you are familiar, you can instead of you creating a two-minute, three-minute video or something, you you can use the content that's already out there and give it to parents and say, look, you can download this if you have a computer at home. I'm sorry, you probably don't have a computer at home. Is it? Oh, you do then. No CD player. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, so anyway, now up to the last thing. This is these are you could go and you can download them and you can use them right now, right? You could, but maybe you hate the HP Tips Cast. I don't know why you would, but maybe you get in. You're like, ah, oh, this is boring. And I yeah. Well, there's tons of other educational podcasts out there that are out there under under a Creative Commons license. Download them and use those as your professional development. Still, button the chair. Still, awareness level only. But it's enough maybe to tantalize a teacher to, to come ask you more questions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what is this read please thing? I can't really visualize it because I'm just listening to it in my car, but I'll come see it later on because it sounds like that. He's talking about how to implement it with students, and that, that definitely brings... What, he talked about a student, and that sounds like Johnny to me. So I need to see if that solution would be good for Johnny. Cool. So who handles the logistics of looking at the list and setting out the right disk and... Exactly. That. that is the downside, <laughs> is that there is a um, management component to this. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a support person on our staff that does all that for us. So, And he can only handle it. There's up to eight volumes of this now. I, mean, I, I put the podcast out, and I just put it up on, you know, just like a regular podcast. And then when I get enough episodes to fill up a disc, that I call that a volume. So volume one is... Episodes one through nine, because nine fit on the disc, um, and he can only handle two volumes right now because of the amount of teachers that are checking it in and checking it out. So that is a, an issue still. Um, we don't have all eight volumes up at once because we're trying to manage all that. So we'll just do two at a time. So, or Blackboard. So, so the CDs are one issue, but you could put the episodes up in kind of a, remember the old days, the WebQuest, <laughs> same sort of deal. Do that in Blackboard or Moodle or whatever your your mode is, um, where you can come up with you know listen to these three episodes all about writing, and we'll take it from there. Okay, questions. What is the feedback from teachers? So that's funny you say that. Built right into the um, back is a feedback thing. Everyone seems to love it. I do get it. I, I, do, I have heard from two or three teachers that have said. I can't do it. I've tried listening to it in the car, and I've either had to pull over, or I'm not that it's so funny, but because they want to write something down. You know what I mean? And so here I'm trying to, oh, this is great, I need it, and they can't do it because they're in the car. You know? But you can do this while you're washing the dishes or washing the dog or whatever. The audio is not video. When you're watching video, that's all you can do is watch video and take notes. But when you're listening to audio, you can be folding laundry or whatever, and this is just down in the background. You put the socks down, write your note, and, and back up. So... And you've removed the technology element of podcasting because it's on CD. Any other questions about the podcast? Okay, check it out. Next solution, same deal. Oh, by the way, guess what else is in the box? I have um, a number of these. So I don't have enough um, CDs for everybody, audio CDs. So it'll be, you know. I have my tickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not even the best thing in the box, even though the podcast is my little baby. So here's the second thing. Mention Netflix DVDs. Exactly, it's the same concept as the as the podcast. We take videos, 
did each video, we burn them to DVD. There's five videos on the DVD. Um, each DVD um, has five videos. Each video is about five minutes in length. It's still the same rule. Some a little bit longer, some a little bit shorter. So five times five is 25. We give teachers an hour worth of credit because they have to answer the questions and make sure that they understand. So um, again, feedback, teachers love it because again, you remove same concept, right? It's just like Netflix. They can do it on their own time. Um, let me pick on somebody who hasn't talked yet. Mm, you. What's your favorite TV show? Uh, Modern Family. Modern Family. Does Modern Family have commercials? Of course. Of course it does, right? <laughs> so you've been watching Modern Family. You could put this in. Watch Modern Family. Commercial comes on. Flip over. Watch one video. Flip back. And now you're doing professional development from your couch <laughs> with your glasses of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> so um, the solution is drinking while doing professional development. <laughs> I would caution you not to do your Camtasia screen capture on D- on DVD because okay, I'm going to put this into the DVD and now I'm going to watch this unless they have a laptop there to kind of do it along with. Eh. But other videos where it's you explaining something, um, I don't know if you've been to the foldables workshop or, you know, yes. where you're explaining something like that, where it's, you know, a foldable is a, you write this website down, www.dina.com, Dina Zykes. She does all these different ways to take paper and fold them up and use them as kinesthetic things. Uh, Fairfax County had a workshop that did it, we were talking about it earlier. Anyway, those sorts of uh, videos, but... That's if you're making videos. And I'm going to say you don't need to make videos because there's this great little website you've probably never heard of. Uh, uh, what? Say it three times as loud. YouTube. And, and there's other ones. School tube, teacher tube, those sorts of things. The, the videos are there. You can take them. Do you all know Kick YouTube? It's Kiss now. It's Kiss? Yes. They change it. It no longer works. You have to kiss it. So you kiss YouTube. Yes. Or um, Zamzar, I think, is another yes. website. Zamzar. Zamzar. Well, tell us what it is. I don't need it. You tell I us. I bookmark. I use it. <laughs> so you can take uh, clips that are online and actually download them and make them your own, I think. Yep. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. So Zamzar. So you take these videos, and it's not... Um, a lot of the videos are, are uh, creative comments, meaning that the, the people who created these videos are putting them out for people to use so you can use them. It's not breaking copyright. And there is no such thing as the copyright police, meaning the only time you get in trouble with copyright is when someone finds out that you, you, you've stolen. So um, it's not just a division like, you know, CSI copyright. We're going to But still, you're, you're, you're within the purview of, of, of copyright because you're using what people have put out as creative commons. And if you're not sure what Creative Commons is, that's a good thing to go Google. What is Creative Commons licensing? Um, Do a question on your DVD and your podcast. What software are you using? If you create your own, I know that. Right. But if you do have to create your own from scratch, are you using, you know, just Movie Maker, iMovie, and what do you? Okay, so the, so first, podcast is the easiest one to answer. Audacity. Audacity. Those of you that yes. were, they saw that I recorded in Audacity. It is the best. And it's free. So audacity.sourceforge.net if you want to download it. It's an install, though. Um, so that's one. Uh, uh, another website that you should know about, though, is for recording audio is called um, Vakaroo. 
Bakaru, where you go to Bakaru and you can record and it'll create an MP3 for you right on the website. Um, when the benefit there is that there's no install component. As far as making videos, you have um, Windows Movie Maker. I would, I would use that. I would start there, or iMovie if you're a Mac person. But what we did, knowing that we were going to do this, making videos, is um, we used the Adobe Creative Suite. Premiere. Yeah, Premiere. Okay. Adobe Encore That's, we use. Yeah. But any, any authoring tool will work. You just grab the videos and put them in. The videos, again, going back to that original concept of what are you presenting? Are you doing workshops that are just for these three teachers, or are you doing something more global? These are for any teacher, the strategies, like um, team teaching for math, three or four minute workshop or video on team teaching for math. UDL explained is, is one. Um, that's, uh, what is UD UDL? A lot of teachers haven't heard of it. This explains what it is. All of these, by the way, if you want to watch these videos yourselves, we try and make them over the top funny and goofy for the teachers, um, is uh, www.lcps.org. LCPS, Loudoun County Public Schools, .org slash AT. And there's tons of resources on there above and beyond just these videos. Uh, I think you'll find that a very valuable, valuable website. Do you have to, I'm sorry, yeah, do no, you have please. to make, uh, do you have a reason to have closed caption? Um, only because we try and do best practice. Yes, not. and that's why I'm wondering if, will Premiere allow closed caption? Because then you have to write this, okay, because I have to put my stuff back into Camtasia and then throw it back out. Because Camtasia will automatically, I mean, you know, you just tag it as you go. And I was just wondering if there's an easier way, and I guess not. There is not. Camtasia okay. is the way I would go. Okay. Um, now, having said that, on the Encore, so using Adobe, this is technical, so let's talk about Adobe Encore afterwards, because I can give yeah, you some sure. strategies there. But um, we call them AT Tonight. It's a spin-off of Entertainment Tonight. You know, little, little, instead of what, what, did, what drugs did Lindsay Lohan take, it's what strategies should you be taking. Um, and so we have three volumes, uh, volume one, volume two, and volume three. Any questions about DVDs or anything and how we do it? Same management issue, though. Throw them on our website, it's there. You can track the number of clicks. So we have them on our website so teachers can do that, but we know if we don't provide another alternative means, we're leaving out a segment of our population. And, and are those captioned? The videos um, on the website are not captioned. The videos on the DVD are, because you can do it in, a, in the authoring program. So yes, yes, they are captioned. In fact, there's an option, so you can go to the you can choose to have them to watch them with the captioning or choose not to. So it's your choice. Like Art, like a traditional DVD, exactly. And there's audio commentary and all sorts of little special hidden uh, things that we try and put in the DVD for fun for the teachers to find. Um, okay, the last one is what you want to, oh. to which you'll be not really training those in. You keep the flyers and you show everybody them, okay? <laughs> um, is this thing, and I'm going to pass this around. Who wants to help me pass them around? Great, come on up. These are strategy and day just grab a handful here on the bottom. These are strategy and day calendars. And anyone seen these before from us? Yes. Now the reason I show these to you is that well let me talk about them first. Am I still five minutes? Yes. Seven minutes. Okay. Okay, because he's good. Okay, does everyone but there's, there's more up here if people need that. So, you need more? Yes. Do we need more? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give us one. 
right here in this loop. Thanks, everybody, for helping out. I appreciate it. Well, yes. The paper and the glue, and it, 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 it costs about 25 cents a calendar. When you, when you, oh my God. That's not much, though. That's not bad. 25 cents a calendar is how we kind of break it down. Um, so here's how we do it. Well, let's start from the scratch. Uh, once upon a time, the assistive technology team said we need to duplicate ourselves. What's the way to do this? And uh, the same the same guy who does the support, right? He said, Chris, you know what we need to do? We need to make a calendar of all these different uh, vocabulary words and do a vocabulary day calendar. And I said, dude, I'm sorry. I think those already exist, you know? And then I said, wait a second. What if we did one strategy? All of our strategies that we do in our Derby Dells, you know, workshop and all the other, right? Let's put them in a calendar. And so I presented it to the team, and the team said, yeah, we can do this. Um, this was like May 1st. And, but we need to get it out now because we got to get it printed. And then, so we did it all in two weeks. We had an entire calendar in two oh weeks. We just split it up and said, you do communication strategies. You do things with Microsoft Word. You do things with uh, BoardMaker, because we do have BoardMaker Universal. Um, uh, but it, the, the one rule was it has to be something that can be applied to everybody. So it's not just uh, you know, a specific population. It's for universal design, for any student. Um, so let's pick some strategies. Who wants to tell me their birthday? Not the year, just the day. June 14th. June 14th. Oh, boy. That's way at the end. It's a, it's a strategy. Oh, it might not even be in No, it's, it's a school year. Exactly. Did it. Um, place value machine with a little URL down at the bottom. It's a website about how to do place value. Okay? What's another one? February 26th. Let's turn to February 26th. Oh. Uh, February. April 1st. Yeah. Tween Tribune. February 26th is the Tween Tribune. It's a um, newspaper, like an online newsletter, newspaper for students in middle, middle school, high school. Right? April 1st. What's April 1st? Yeah. Oh, wow, it's upside down. Uh, you know why? Because it's, it's April, April Fool's. Fool's Day, exactly. So what is it? Read it out to me, because I can't find it. Differentiate with technology. Differentiate with technology? What, is there a website, or is it just talk about? Yes, bit, yeah. It's bit.ly? Yeah. Everyone know about bit.ly? No. Okay, well, you're going to learn about that later on during the ice cream social. You all heard about the AT Smackdown? Yes. So the AT Smackdown, everyone's going to get up and give, well not everyone, but a lot of people are going to try and get up and do two minutes of, of one resource that they either found useful here or that they used out in their classrooms. Um, so I'll be showing, hopefully I'm going to try to show bit.ly there. Um, so we broke it up into categories, put it into a PowerPoint, tried to make it as pretty as possible. In two weeks there was lots of spelling mistakes and lots of errors, but... Who cares? The strategies were, were there. And as the years have gone on, we've refined our process. The reason we presented to you, why I throw this into alternative professional development, is that you can do this. Google Docs is, um, so we have a team of 10, so we can do this team. Google Docs has a presentation, uh, you know, like a PowerPoint sort of thing. People are nodding like they know what that is. You can break it down. So Google Docs is a collaborative environment on the web where you go there and you have a word processing document and everyone can access that same word processing document. Um, or you can have like a PowerPoint and everyone can do access different slides in the PowerPoint. 
uh, all from like a URL. You go to this URL and you add slides. So you get all the speech therapists together and you say, okay, speech therapist, you give me 10 on articulation. You give me 10 on uh, voice. You give me 10 on whatever. You go to the ITRTs in your school district and you say, come on, you're doing these strategies all day long. Give me 10. You got 10, you can do it, right? And now you're building this. Is time up? So uh, time is up. But, so that's what you can take back with you. Take a strategy day calendar, see if it works. Just like last time, I'll have links to all of the resources and tips up at the blog, attipscast.wordpress.com. Thanks to everyone who participated in the Alternative Professional Development session and for sharing all those useful strategies and ideas. Also, I'd like to thank Rochelle Hamilton and Cindy Carmina for the bumper you heard at the beginning of this episode. Rochelle has also made comments in the past on the AT Tippers group in Facebook. Thanks for all your support with the podcast. I don't think I mentioned it before, but the question booklets for Volume 10 of the AT Tips Cast on CD Professional Development Project idea are now available. Head on over to the blog to check them out. They're all free and ready to be downloaded. They're just sitting there, lonely, sad and lonely. Won't you download them and use them to create a free professional development workshop in your school? It would make them so happy. Just click on the link, Free PD Kits, in the upper right corner of the blog, and you'll see all 10 volumes of the AT Tips cast, with more to come. So until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, and may all your strategies be supportive. <laughs>